The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Let us pray. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. My Redeemer, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. My Redeemer, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. My Redeemer, you are worthy to be praised. Father Almighty, you are worthy to be praised. You're worthy of our honor, of our adoration. You're worthy of our worship. Because there's no one who loves as passionately as you love us. We give you all glory, we give you all honor. Please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. As we continue with our study, Lord, we pray that the power in your word we heal us, body, soul, and spirit, and all our needs will be met. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. We continue with our study, going higher. We're now going to pass part 54. Our text will remain First King chapter 19 from verse 13 to 14. First Kings 19, 13 to 14. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he rubbed his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Hmm. 
Remember, I said when a teacher asks a question, it's not that he doesn't know the answer. He wants to find out from the student how much does he know. And here we find Elijah showing how little he knows. He was reporting Israel to God. He said Israel had committed three grievous sins. Number one, they forsook God's covenant. He was trying to say to God, According to Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9, Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9, you are a covenant-keeping God. According to Genesis chapter 17 verse 9, Genesis 17 verse 9, you told our father Abraham, we are expected to keep our covenants with you. But Israel... <laughs> they have forsaken your covenant. Offense number two. God, they have thrown down your altars. And I know that in Leviticus chapter 6 verse 13, Leviticus 6 verse 13, you said that the fire must never go out on your altar. The fire must keep on burning. Lord, not only has the fire gone out, they have even thrown down the altar. <laughs> Lord, they slew your prophets with the sword. And I know it is written. Psalm 105 from verse 14 to 15. Psalm 105 verse 14 to 15. It is written. Touch not my anointed. Do my prophets no harm. Uh -huh. Not only have they touched your anointed. They've done a lot of slaying with the sword. He was reporting Israel to God. Many a times as you are growing higher in the Lord, you might be tempted to report God's people to God. Oh, the church is no longer what it used to be. We're not talking about you reporting your nation now. We're talking about you reporting the church of God to God. <laughs> We're talking to a man about his wife. Don't you think you should be careful? Because the church is a bride of Christ. Oh, no, the church is no longer what it used to be. 
Oh, in the olden days, the church used to pray. Now, they even bring uh, jokers to the church to come and entertain them. Oh, the church used to fast. Now, oh, uh, they would rather eat. Oh, the church used, the church used to be committed. Now, oh, they only want what they can get from God. We're talking to those of you who are going higher. Watch it. Because in Romans chapter 14, verse 4, Romans 14, verse 4, the Bible says, Hey, you don't judge a man's servant. Let the master do his own judging. Not your master. As you grow higher, learn not to rush to conclusions about anything, not even about the church alone. As you grow higher in the spirit, learn not to rush to conclusions. James chapter 1, verse 19. James 1, verse 19 says, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Watch it. Because as we are growing higher, as your anointing is increasing, as we are becoming more powerful in the Lord, watch your actions, watch your words. Remember, Luke chapter 12, verse 48. Luke chapter 12, verse 48 says, To whom much is given, much will be required. The higher you go spiritually, the more careful you must be. Matthew chapter 7 from verse 1 to 2. Matthew 7, 1 to 2 says, Judge not, so that you, should, you will not be judged. Matthew chapter 7 from verse 3 to 5. Matthew 7 from verse 3 to 5 say, Hey, before you begin to judge, before you begin to think of the moat in the eye of your brother, why don't you check? There might be a log in your own eyes. The African elders have a saying, you can see the back of the head of another person. Somebody else is watching the back of your own head. You might be more guilty than the people you are accusing. Or it might be you responsible for even the errors that you are pointing out in the people you are accusing. You remember 2 Samuel chapter 12 from verse 1 to 14. 2 Samuel chapter 12 from verse 1 to 14. God sent a prophet to King David to go and confront him. And in those days, <laughs> kings were powerful. You are a prophet, and you come in, 
You don't behave yourself, the king can cut off your head. So the prophet decided to use wisdom and told David a story of a man who had many sheep and another man who had one little lamb. And the little lamb is uh, very close to him. He even sleeps on the same bed with the little lamb. And then the rich man with many sheep had a visitor and wanted to entertain the visitor. And he went and used his position to take the little lamb from that man and to kill it for entertainment. David, what do you say? David said, that man is dead. In my kingdom, yeah, that fellow is dead. <laughs> and the prophet said, thou art the man. You are the one, sir. You took one of the wives of your loyal servants. You have everything. This man had only one wife and is loyal to you. And you know what? You know what you did. Many a times, brother, sister, you don't know all the story before you begin to judge. You don't know the story. Because as you begin to grow in the Lord, it will soon become clear. People will know you are anointed. People will know you are close to God. They will bring cases to you. When the prosecutor has finished speaking, why don't you listen to the defense counsel? Because by the time the prosecutor has finished, you want to get that fellow and cut off his head. Listen to what he has to say. First King chapter 19, verse 18. First King chapter 19, verse 18. God said to uh, Elijah, Boy, oh boy, you failed the test. You are accusing the whole office. I still have 7,000 who have not bowed down to any idol. I have 7,000. You're talking to me now as if you are the only one left. Holy man. There are at least 7,000 extra. You don't know all the story, brother. You may not even know the correct story. Watch it. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 9 to 20. First Samuel chapter 1 from verse 9 to 20. Can you believe it? Eli thought Hannah was drunk. <laughs> Here was a woman crying out in agony to God, pouring out her heart to the Almighty God, the High Priest, Big Geo. 
thought that the fellow who was praying so hard that only the lips were moving, the voice wasn't heard. She was praying at a pitch higher than what ordinary ear could hear. And Oga thought she was drunk. How wrong can you be? Watch it. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, from verse 1 to 13, 1 Samuel chapter 16, from verse 1 to 13, the great prophet Samuel was wrong seven times in one day because he jumped to conclusions. He was sent to go and anoint a king in the house of Jesse. And Jesse brought forth his seven sons. And the first one was tall, big, handsome. Uh, Samuel said, hey, the God's anointed is before him. God said, no, sir. <laughs> you know why he thought so? Because the first king he anointed in 4 Samuel chapter 10 from verse 20 to 24. 4 Samuel chapter 10 from verse 20 to 24. King Saul was taller than everybody else from soldier upward. So the prophet jumped to the conclusion the king must always be tall, taller than everyone else. Who told you that God will repeat the same thing twice? Oh, there are some people who will say, well, in 2 Kings chapter 1 from verse 1 to 8, 2 Kings chapter 1 from verse 1 to 8, that since Elijah was hairy, anointing must have to do with plenty of hair. <laughs> Until you read 2 Kings chapter 2 from verse 23 to 24. Second Kings chapter 2 from verse 23 to 24. And you find that the man with the double portion of anointing was bald-headed. <laughs> you wonder why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because of a man who came to Ibutemata years ago and said he wanted to see the general vice And they said, all right, go right in. He's, he's there waiting. He came in. He saw me. He said, I said, I want to see the general vice. I said, yes, sir, how can I help you? He said, you, you, you haven't heard me. I said, I want to see the general vice. I said, I'm the general vice. He said, who are you deceiving? <laughs> well, he got out, he came out of my office very angry. Fortunately, he met somebody else who was coming to see me. And when he followed that fellow in. He was fuming. When I when you come out, I will then go and see the general vice. <laughs> and then I came out with the other fellow. Says, ah, is that the fellow? He said, yes. Where is his beard? <laughs> <laughs> you can be wrong. In the things of God, tread softly. Because you're going to be great. 
if you had stayed with me on going higher this long, there's no doubt about it that all these efforts of mine will not be in vain. All that we have been learning is not going to be in vain. God is going to take you higher. Your anointing is going to increase. But in things of God, tread softly. In Luke chapter 4, from verse 25 to 26, Luke 4, 25 to 26, the Bible tells us that there were many widows in the time of Elijah. Elijah was sent to only one, the widow of Zarephath. If you are not careful, you will accuse God. How come there are many widows and you rescued only one? Bible didn't tell us the details, but many widows died of hunger during that great period of no rain. But God knows the end from the beginning. First Kings chapter 17 from verse 8 to 16. First Kings 17 from verse 8 to 16. God knows which of all these widows will put in first. Which of all these widows will be willing to sacrifice her life and the life of her son just to please God. God knows which one will say, yes, I have only one meal left for me and my son to eat and die. We are on the brink of death anyway, and God wants it. Fine, let God have it. God knows. You know, in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 11, from verse 1 to 18, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 11, from verse 1 to 18, after Peter came from the house of Colinius, the great apostles gathered together, called him to a meeting, and challenged him, what were you doing in the house of a Gentile? We heard that you went there. They didn't tell us all that they said. But they probably told him, you, you went to the house of a Gentile because he was rich. Peter had to say, the spirit bade me go. I heard his whisper. I was reluctant. He told them what happened in Acts chapter 10. From verse 1 to the end. Acts 10 from verse 1 to the end. I didn't want to go. But I had to obey the spirit. Hmm. Whether you believe it or not, I got quite a lot of queries recently. Please join us on this same station at this time.
for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.